Hey, welcome back to episode 13 of our Fireside Chat. Today, again, it's Pastor Mark with Pastor Steve, and we're talking about plurality of leadership. And our key that that we've been working off of is from our handbook where it says, Resurrection Leadership Believes Leading with Plurality Can Serve the Church in Six Different Ways. We've talked a little bit about that. We've talked about... uh, having diversity with gifts. We've talked about having limitations where no one person can have all the gifts. We've talked about um, unity and having unity through plurality. We've talked about having accountability through plurality. Today, we're going to be doing this statement, and it says plurality provides a mechanism to deal wisely and collaboratively with the institutional necessities of the church. And Steve, that phrase is about the hardest one to say so far that we've gone through. Yes, it is. But, you know, it's probably sums up most of what we've talked about right. in, in a real sense. Uh, um, you know, we've been going through a, uh, what I call the widget. Uh, yeah. You call it the, the working genius. Working genius. Yeah. Um, but um, that's been, for me personally, been very uh eye-opening in the sense that uh, identifying the individual's gifts right. in a simplistic way, but it's really, when we've done it here in our staff, when we've done it within the elders, uh, it, it's pretty right on. And, you know. Yeah. Let me explain it, a little bit about what Working Genius is. Okay. It's a, um, Patrick Lencioni uh, is a is a business guru. He's a He's an author and he came up with this assessment called the working genius. And there's six types that are mm-hmm. built within it. And it really just talks, it, it works through like uh, all aspects of a project of, you know, coming up with an idea to getting it done. And um, it's just, a, it, it was just a, a fun way for us on staff to kind of figure out where did God gift us? Mm-hmm. Like, what do we, what do we get energy from doing things and, and what burns us out? Yeah. And when we're talking through, um, Plurality provides a mechanism to deal wisely and collaboratively with the institutional necessities of the church. That's one of the things that we think to gifts. We think Mm -hmm. to how did God build our leaders? And one of the most freeing things for me going through this process has been I don't have to feel bad about not having certain gifts. And in the past, like I've always wanted— to come up with the with the best new idea, right? Like that right. deep down inside of me, I've always felt like I'm a bit of a failure because I can't do this very well. Or man, one of the hardest things for me is, and it's been, is when I've been in positions where my job is to just do things, like get, to, to check things off of a box, right. I, I struggle greatly through that. And it's been a thing where I've gone to doctors to try to help me. How do I get, I'm such a failure at work because I can't get this done, you know, and it's been such a struggle for me, but going through this and understanding God has Mm -hmm. equipped me to act a specific way to give, he's given me passions in specific Mm -hmm. ways that I don't have to feel bad about not possessing all of. Well, in this, we also found out why uh, Pastor Daniel loves to check boxes. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's in his in his gifted. Yeah, God that's, created him yeah. to be able to do that in a way. Like Pastor Daniel is 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 an inventor. He he yes. loves to come up with mm-hmm. new things and bright things mm-hmm. and 
And, and I'm like, man, I wish I could do that. Or man, I'm such a failure because look yeah. at him, he can do that. And I can't do that. Yeah. You know, but yeah. man, the freeing thing is to be able to go, Hey, Daniel, uh, you know, that thing you do really well and I don't do so hot. Can you come help me? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love doing that. And that, that. energizes yeah. him. Exactly. You know, so, exactly. so that, that's part of this. That is the reason for this plurality in that we have uh, recognized the gifts that, that of our leadership team, our elders and uh, our pastoral staff and our, our staff yeah. and the and key leaders within our church. It's it's good to know uh, where where they can best serve, you know. Right. Uh, you know, again, we tend to go back to the to the military example. I don't want to give a sniper's rifle to somebody who can't hit a bullseye. Right. You know. Right. Maybe that guy needs to be in a M1 tank or something. Right. But uh, we we need to have the the specialties where where they're best served and uh, within the context of the church. Um, uh, it's great to see the galvanizers and the wanderers yeah. and the different people all come together, and 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 that's how we accomplish God's work. Yeah, and one of the things that we're doing on the elder team uh, is we're creating smaller teams within the elder yes. team. So, like right now, uh, we're going we, we're creating an elder governance team where mm-hmm. we're working on our our bylaws or we're mm-hmm. working on structure, and we have people that are really gifted in those yeah. areas. But then on the other hand, we have people that are working on um, training and and um, counseling, bring, counseling and bringing mm-hmm. up new people to become elders. And how yes. does that work? Mm-hmm. And we have people that are so gifted in doing those things. And, and it's a beautiful thing where in the past it was, you know, who's doing what yeah. and how's it getting done? And why is it that one person seems to always be doing the same thing? Where now where we're understanding where people are gifted, yeah. let's put people in those areas. You know, one of the teams I really appreciate um, very much is the financial stewardship team. Right. Yep. They do something that I am not good at. I do not balance budgets. Right. But man, I can spend some money. Yeah. And they help me keep uh yeah keep the guardrails up keep the right? guardrails yeah. up and and kind of say okay you've got uh, you know cuz we have that culture here that 15% of all of our contributions goes to missions right. and that's 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 my department there and uh I know all those folks out there and what their needs are and and give me the money I can funnel it yeah. to where they're going mm-hmm. and uh and they're able to do that very well and it just like you say keeps that guardrail up for me and and my missions team to be able to accomplish what yeah. we do and so and we've we've been rolling this out and and probably the last year like we've really been focusing on like what teams do we actually need to have in place mm-hmm. um and that's that structure thing the, the mechanism to deal wisely and collaboratively um in the past i mean we would look to one person maybe mm-hmm. what's the direction where should we go is this the right idea and, and we're looking to one person to do that and it's so tough. That's a ton of pressure on one person yeah. to know and to, and to be wise and to do all of these things. Now we're saying, hey, let's do this collaboratively. The yeah. people that have passion in these areas, the people that that God have, God has equipped in these areas, let's let them do that work. Yes, and if we have one individual doing what 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 really is a three person job, yeah, um, that. That poor soul is getting worn down. Uh, you know, the sandpaper of life just continues to work yeah. on that individual. Whereas when you you split it to the people that have the giftedness and they're doing their part and it comes together as a complete uh, person, it kind of reminds me of the Trinity. Right, yeah. You know? I've seen a, a model 
um, where a group, there's a group of folks that, that that will say prophet, priest, king. Like, what are mm-hmm. the roles that uh, that God had, that Jesus mm-hmm. had, and and who was doing those roles in the church? Yeah. And uh, so, so I've seen some churches where they 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 went across and they said, okay, you're the prophet, you're mm-hmm. the priest, and you're the king. And separated those roles, and sometimes they're saying you have two of the three roles or different mm-hmm. things. But there's, there's, it's impossible yeah. to do all of those roles. Yes, and, and let me be perfectly clear: there in no way does anybody right on this side of heaven represent the Trinity, right? Exactly. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's kind of cool to, to see how God uh, created His kingdom, right? You know, and that we can be a part of that and and fill our role, right? And and this is the, the Trinity mm-hmm. really is our example, right? Mm-hmm. Of of there's 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 a a beauty to to the collaborative nature mm-hmm. of God. Yes, you know God, He sent us. He, we're here, and He doesn't need us to do anything, but yet He works through us yes. in order to get things done. It's the beauty of that which mm-hmm. we want to capture yeah. and portray to the church and go. This is what it's all about. Well, and again, I want to. Kind of hazarding to go down this road, yeah. but I feel like it's a statement that I feel like I need to make, and that making that example of the Trinity and and the leadership model that we're using, it also the other side of that is is those that uh, do not within that call themselves Christian that do not call uh, look to the Trinity, right, they, they look yeah. at it a single mode, uh, a modalist view of God, um, and that. A, a modalist view of one man in leadership in a church is detrimental to the church. That's right. been our experience. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can look back at like church history and I can understand why we got to that point mm-hmm. of, you know, one person, you know, when you, people are moving to America and there's, they're building brand new yeah. cities or little towns really, you know, and there's, there's one pastor, you know, and yeah. he's out there, his flock is, is the 40 people in the city mm-hmm. or the town area, you know, and understanding how we get there. Um, but as God gives us more, you know, it, mm-hmm. the responsibility grows and it's too yes. hard to put on one person. But and that as the church grows, uh, you know, as the church has matured in the century that we're in, uh, we have to address the issues according to scripture and how God's equipped us. Right. That's not to say that the church that's the home church in, let's say that country I referred to right. in a previous episode, uh, one person is that leader, but at the same time, that leader still has to follow these models of accountability yeah. and all these things. And so my advice to church planners that I'm talking to that are about to go out, I always look to them and it's like, don't do this alone. Yeah. You have to have people that are here with you. Uh, One of the examples um, is uh, Aaron and um, raising his raising his arms. Mm -hmm. You know, like you got to have people there to hold your arms up as you're going through. Yeah, with Moses. Yeah, uh, Moses. That's yeah, yeah. Moses and uh, Aaron and escapes me the name of the other individual that was helping, but. Um, that's what happens when you go live on these uh, yeah, exactly. podcasts. You just don't uh, have that resource. Mental yet. recall. Yeah. Especially <laughs> at my age. Yeah. I hear <laughs> that's you. That's why I need uh, somebody flipping through the pages there helping me out. Yeah. 
Well, that's going to be our episode for this week where we've talked about, you know, some practical things of plurality of leadership, some of the mechanisms that we're able to put into place because we don't put all the pressure on one person to Mm -hmm. get the job done. So uh, we're going to have one more podcast uh, where we're going through these six statements. And so we hope to see you guys for for our next one. Yeah. Have a great week.